0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Whether you're home or away, stay connected to your team with T-Mobile, the network that covers 99% of people in America. They've been investing billions to light up their best network ever. From your backyard to a sold-out stadium, get T-Mobile's best coverage yet. Plus, with T-Mobile, you get a price-lock guarantee, so they won't raise the price of your rate plan. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Coverage not available in some areas. price lock for current on-network rate plan. Talk, text, and data on qualifying line for new accounts. See exclusions and details at T-Mobile.com.
1: Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoyer. All
2: right, everybody, welcome back from that quick break. And I hinted at it, Nick. But uh, let's dive into some Jerry Judy because I feel like I wouldn't say we've we've been um, I, I wouldn't say we, we we've talked badly or negatively of Jerry Judy at times. Maybe I have. I don't think I have. I think we've been a little bit critical of him, and and honestly, rightfully so. Uh, you know, maybe he hasn't always lived up to expectations. At least since being drafted, we've always talked about you know this is a guy that they need to be an elite wide receiver, right? Uh, a guy that you look back at that draft class, Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb, those type of guys that are are some of the best in the league right now at their position, and just wanting Jerry to be a part of that group, be a guy that you can count on. We saw that on Sunday, Nick. That's the best version of Jerry Judy that we've seen. And and really you look at when he's been healthy this season, um, especially the last few weeks, uh, you know, before the ankle injury, right before the ankle injury, and then as he's returned, He's been one of the best in the league, in my opinion, uh, in terms of creating separation and just getting open. What have you seen from Jerry uh, that's maybe stood out? And and maybe I don't know if he's changed his game at all or if he's just now starting to get the ball thrown his way more. I don't know what's going on, but but what's impressed you most about Jerry Judy the last couple of weeks?
1: Well, for me, it was just that, I mean, this capability of making plays. I was really happy to see the first touchdown, the second touchdowns, and the third touchdown to get that trifecta, I was like, yes. And, you know, listen, there have been a lot of people uh, who have criticized uh, Jerry Judy. And my normal comeback to that is that, well, what have we really seen of Jerry Judy to be uh, critical of him in that way? Yes, he was drafted in the first round, and expectations were high because when you compare him to other guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson – you're saying, okay, well, maybe he's not as good as those guys. But then now it's like, well, who's throwing them the ball and how they're creating space and opportunity for those guys to be creative within the offense? And for me, this is the best version of Jerry that we've seen here as a pro. But if you go back to the Alabama tape, he was extraordinary then. And I've always said this, George, you don't leave Alabama, come to the NFL and forget how to play wide receiver. It's about being set up and here's what we're seeing right now uh the ability to move jerry around and play multiple positions this is how he should have been utilized he wasn't utilized like this under pat Shermer. he wasn't utilized like this at the beginning of the season because he was deemed wide receiver two Cortland was deemed wide receiver one so i'm thinking right now based on what we've seen and you know the fact of moving jerry around this is how he should be used, and that's the job of your your offensive coordinator to figure out what best attributes your player has and try to set him up. So for me, I don't coach for the Broncos, but based on what I saw with a limited amount of uh, offensive weapons, to me, now Jerry Judy should now take over that role where they normally put Corlin Sutton and now let him work.
2: Yeah, and, and Nathaniel Hackett was kind of asked about that yesterday, Nick, because he, he talked about – uh, post game that you know they moved him around uh, had him play some different positions that that he's normally not played and obviously he excelled at it. So here's here's Nathaniel Hackett kind of talking about that and what stood about stood out about Jerry's play on Sunday. I give Jerry so much credit. Uh, when Cortland went down last week, we decided to make a move for our team to put him at the same position that Cortland was playing at that backside X position as we call it. And we still wanted to put him in the slot, so he kind of had to take even more of a role in the different uh, positions that we wanted him. So uh, he embraced it. Uh, I think he was really excited for it, and I think he took advantage of it. He had a couple opportunities to win some one-on-ones on the backside. Russ hit him one of the, uh, a beautiful throw that Russ had to Jerry was on a slant backside when he threaded it between two people. I thought it was a phenomenal throw and catch and route. Uh, so those are things that we're just going to have to. Keep looking at, and I think that him in that position and still being able to move around as much as we have, I think it's going to help him. Nick, I know you never played wide receiver, um, but.
1: I did, George. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, that's how I became a a defensive player. Uh, Couldn't catch the ball? Well, yeah, I caught the ball and I got hit in the chest. And immediately I got up and I was like, "Ah, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do that. That's how I became a defensive player.
2: Well, well, then tell me this, Nick. How how difficult is it to do what Jerry did in terms of playing different positions? I mean, we heard about it earlier this year with Kendall Hinton, I believe, uh, in that Titans game. He had to kind of change spots in what he was doing. How difficult is it to play different spots at receiver?
1: It is very difficult because sometimes guys get uh, situated with just being an X, being a a Z, or being a slot wide receiver, and usually in a given play call. You know, sometimes they're long calls, but somewhere in there tells you as one of those partic- particular wide receivers what your duties are. Some guys like working front side, some guys like working back side, and we know guys who work in the slot. If you go back and you look at some of the guys like uh, who, who kind of excelled in that slot uh, position, uh, Julian Elderman, Danny Amendola, uh those guys, because now when you play in the slot, you have more room to work. You can work a guy because you can go in, you can go out, and the vertical passing game is uh, is available to you. So, for seeing Judy in so many different positions, it just showed that you know his understanding, his full understanding of uh, this offense, or better yet, what Clint Kubiak is trying to deploy. And keep this in mind: now, when Clint Kubiak was with the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, but also Justin Jefferson was a wide receiver, and you can see it now in Minnesota with Kevin O'Donnell now taking over the play calling duties, what he's trying to do, move him around a la Cooper Cup. And that's the only thing I have been screaming since Jerry Judy joined this team, right? Move your guys around, get him off press coverage. And I've heard people criticize Jerry, say, well, he can't beat p- press coverage. Well, hell, you heard uh, Coach Hackett talk about creating separation and beating him pre- press coverage. So that wasn't an issue with Jerry. It's having uh, adequate uh, play caller who can scheme and get him open and put him in positions to be successful. But he's one heck of a wide receiver. We just saw that on display on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I don't know who those people are saying he can't beat press coverage, Nick, but they they don't I'll know. T- what
1: I'll tell you on the break.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say I, I probably have a good idea, but I can tell you that they're totally <laughs> wrong because the stats say, I looked it up yesterday, Nick, he is number one in the league against man coverage uh, in yards per reception. He's averaging like 24 yards per reception against man coverage. That's number one in the league. He's that, Which also means he's creating the most separation of anyone, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, anyone in the league, when they're covering him man press coverage. So that's just wrong. <laughs> uh, but what I did want to ask you, Nick, is teams are also playing a lot of zone coverage against him because of that. And you're also seeing across the league the, the trend, Nick, I mean, teams are playing too high safety. They're playing more zone. That's just <clears throat> that's not just a thing they're doing against the Broncos. But what can you do as a receiver to combat that zone coverage and maybe get more plays? And we saw it a couple times. He he had some catches yesterday in zone coverage. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett pointed a couple of them out. But I believe all three of his touchdowns on Sunday were also against man coverage, beats his guy on the fade route the first time. The second one uh, is kind of a scramble drill and his guy kind of gets lost, and he he obviously finds a, an opening uh, towards this side of the end zone there. And then the last one, he just beats his man, um, you know, and and throws a nice ball in the back of the end zone. But how can Jerry even, you know, get better in the sense of, of getting more open in zone coverage because we've seen him. He's been spectacular against man.
0: On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost.
2: No, no, no. She didn't kill him.
0: Huh? In your true crime podcast.
2: It was the pool guy. So obvious.
0: Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner. Doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy.
1: Well, it it starts with uh, the in-game setup. And, and to me, when you look at what this offense is or any offense for that matter, George, it's about setting up the defense, showing them one thing, showing it to them again, but then running a different route off that same stem. And when you, when you are wide receiver and you're playing against zone coverage, the one thing they tell you right away, don't try to run through zone coverage, right? Because that means that you're running into another area of the field and you may not anticipate a defender waiting for you. So for me, it's just kind of finding ways to kind of get him, get Jerry Judy involved in the offense and also use other weapons, the tight end, the other receivers that are available to create those kind of mismatches for, for the defense. So uh, for me, I like what I've seen thus far. It, it just, once again, it just it frustrates me as a, a fan and a former player as to, okay, why are we just figuring out these things now? Now, I know it's out of necessity because, hey, you have no court and sudden, but – Hopefully, moving forward, especially into going into next year, and and once again, this all depends on this: if the staff is here, I'm going to say Clint Kubiak should remain as uh, the OC. And you just figured out something that I think you should have figured out a long time ago. Move your guys around, right? It it, it helps. It, it helps to put the defense on their heels, and also it does this. One thing that we did not see early on in the season when the Broncos were losing those close games in the offense wasn't able to extend plays, George. No one was making plays offensively. The receiver was just running routes and just stopping. And you said something that I think that uh, should be noted. I mean, having a wide receiver like Jerry Judy run that first route, oh, okay, his man or his They they took that route away. Now it's a scramble drill. Now don't just stand there, get open. And everyone was wondering, why are we not seeing the vintage, you know, Russell Wilson the way that we saw him in Seattle? Because guess what? Those receivers understood scramble drill and they created space and got open. And we saw with Jerry Judy, what this offense could be and the capabilities of Russell Wilson. If guys decided to move, that's the biggest thing for me.
2: Yeah. And, and one thing too, I wanted to bring up, Nick, cause you, you kind of mentioned it there. I, I think it's, it's been tough on Jerry too. And and of course he, he fought through it and, and played great on Sunday, but all I can think about is, man, if they were just healthy at receiver and you had Cortland Sutton out there on the other side and you've got KJ Hamler, you know, opening up down the field, you know, those type of other players. And that's not to take anything away from, you know, Kendall Hinton and Jalen Virgil and, and Brandon Johnson and those guys that, you know, have stepped up and, and have done a nice job. But if you can get some more guys, some more top receivers, some elite talent there at Playmaker to to kind of take some of the pressure off of Jerry. It's only going to make him better, right? I mean, we saw it early in that game. Jerry's frustrated because the Chiefs were doubling him. And he's getting Jerry's going to see that a lot the rest of the season. Uh, if, if if Cortland's not back and if KJ Hamler's not back, right? Because teams are going to key in on him, uh, and say, we're going to make someone else beat us. Uh, I mean, is that something that worries you at all, Nick? And, and how do you, as a receiver, I mean, we saw Jerry beat it eventually in that game, but how do you maybe? Uh, as a receiver combat that. And also as a play caller, uh, you know, do do you get the other guys involved? I mean, how do you go about, you know, teams, you know, teams are going to scheme against Jerry Judy and say go somewhere else with the football.
1: Well, it is a team sport and as a wide receiver, you have to go, okay, well now you have that respect of that defensive coordinator because they feel they have the W to kind of take you out of the offense. And we know this once again, it's by necessity and performance because there's no Cortland Sutton, there's no Tim Patrick. So what is going to force, you know, not not just the offensive coordinator, but Brett Rippon, he has to be clean with his throws, even if that means inside or outside the pocket. And from an offensive coordinator position, what you do is, once again, you move him around. Remember, you know, when Tyreek Hill was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we know that he can go deep in those vertical throws, those explosive plays eventually we knew that he was going to get double, and he made some exceptional plays being double. But then once again, they moved him around at different uh, positions that were advantageous for the offense. So that's all you have to do. Get him off the ball, putting maybe uh, in the bunch formation, maybe inside or outside, anything to give him some of the free release so that double won't be able to take him out of the offense. But these are the creative things or creative problems. Now, offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak now has to deal with but it is something that you love to deal with because that proves that you're calling the right plays and they're being uh, executed properly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, again, <clears throat> I think Clint's done a pretty good job, Nick. Um, it seems like things are starting to click with him as a play caller and, and not that they weren't earlier. I just think it, it takes some time and, and he is doing some different things. And and I think you, you have a point. I think he, he's he got a shot no matter what to, to pop maybe be the offensive coordinator moving forward. Obviously the rest of this season, he he will be, but, uh, you wonder if if the Broncos make a change, uh, is he somebody that the new coaching staff says, hey, we want to keep this guy? Because, you know, I've talked about it. I mean, he's he's an up and comer um, for sure at, at play calling. And and you look at his background and obviously who his father is. That certainly helps
1: um, real quickly. I'll add this is too as well. Think about early on in the season when Coach Hackett and Justin Allen were calling plays. This is when the team was at pretty much full strength. I mean, looking at what Clint Kubiak is dealing with, I mean, he he's he has to take lemons and make lemonade. So to me, that says more about his capabilities as an OC because he's dealing dealing with a limited roster, opposed to earlier in the season with Justin Outen and Hackett had somewhat of a, a full uh, roster to deal with.
2: Yeah, it's almost like rotten lemons.
1: Oh. <laughs> I said lemons. Why did you have to go rotten lemons?
2: I'm just saying, I mean, it's 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 a bad situation, right? Like he <laughs> doesn't have the freshest lemons right now right. Um, to, to use. But also, I mean, again, shout out to Jerry Judy. I, I, again, I, I've been critical of him. I think other people have been critical of him at times. Um, he's right now on pace to have a career year. Uh, looking at his stats here, 42 reception, five, 587 yards, and a career-high six touchdowns, um, which, you know, again, very impressive he's getting open he's making the plays that you know we all thought that he was going to going to make again I think his potential is really high so going to be interesting to see if he can kind of stack uh these last few games and and put together an end of the season um highlight reel here but uh Nick we got to take a a quick break uh and then we will dive into some more offensive football talk and and maybe where they can get better where they want to improve these last four games especially if Brett Rippon is the guy moving forward